Well, good morning, everyone. My name is JB with NBW Ministries, proclaiming the clear, accurate, and urgent gospel message from my humble studio beneath the sky nestled in the tall timbers of Colorado. It is Wednesday, September the 6th, 2023. Thank you so much for making time for the Not By Works podcast today. Uh, Wednesday means it's World Events Update. And unlike last week when we had a scheduling glitch because of some construction going on here, we are right on schedule uh, this week with Randy. He'll be joining us in just a moment. And uh, not a moment too uh, late either, because we really need uh, to get some updates on all the craziness in the world. He and I were talking off air, and it is, uh, you know, it's definitely a little bit uh, concerning the kinds of things that we see uh, happening. Uh, just so thankful to be able to just take a moment each week and reflect on the headlines and news items and current events and I try to make sense of them, provide some commentary and insights all through the lens of Scripture, uh, of course. And uh, I want to mention uh, a couple of announcements. We've had some great podcasts already this week. If you haven't caught it yet, you can listen to Episode 8 of our Q&A that we do uh, semi-weekly. Uh, this was uh, Monday. And then uh, Tuesday, yesterday, we had Brad Maston on to talk about Christian education in a non-Christian world. We've also posted an interview that Hope for Our Times with Tom Hughes did yesterday, uh, and that's available at uh, the Not By Works website or wherever you listen to your podcast. Just search for the Not By Works Ministries channel. Uh, but great discussion with him about the new book, Spirit of the False Prophet. By now, I imagine our audience is well aware of the new book. It is uh, You can go to spiritofthefalseprophet.org or go to notbyworks.org and click on the uh, trailer video. We have a one-minute trailer video that's available that just kind of introduces you to the topics of the book. We talk about artificial intelligence, biometric surveillance, um, the mark of the beast, central bank digital currencies, and all of the other tools uh, that the false prophet will have at his disposal to oversee the global technocracy that he and his boss, the Antichrist, will roll out during the future seven-year tribulation. So, Spirit of the False Prophet, check it out. It is on sale now, available. Uh, we should be shipping all of the orders uh, next week. We're going to start with the early orders that came in uh, from our Not By Works subscribers and then work our way through. Uh, but go ahead and check it out. Send the uh, link to the uh, trailer video to as many people as you can. Maybe help us by posting it on your social media channel. But pray that the Lord uses this to really awaken people to uh, the threat of AI. And speaking of the threat of AI, uh, on Friday this week, we'll have my good friend and technologist, also a friend of Randy's, uh, Shane, will be on to talk about the ethical and moral dark ages are upon us. And so you can look forward to that uh, podcast on Friday. Pray for me and Wendy as we head out later today uh, for Oklahoma City, where we'll be doing some more interviews with Prophecy Watchers with Gary Stearman and Mondo Gonzalez. Um, they're going to be uh, promoting the new book and also promoting the upcoming conference uh, in October next month. Hard to believe it's already here, but we'll be in Norman, Oklahoma. I'll be speaking twice there along with several other speakers. Uh, can't wait to uh, be a part of that conference. And then we've got a full slate uh, uh, coming up. In fact, uh, in just a couple of weeks, we'll be in Fort Collins for a Bible uh, a prophecy conference with Bill Salas and Randall Price and a few others. You can check all of this out at notbyworks.org. And if you're in those areas, come see us. I uh, also want to mention next Monday night, I'm going to be speaking on borders, the Bible, and believers, uh, what the Bible says about borders and how that 
that plays into the globalist agenda to, to get rid of borders and bring in a one world system. And we're going to live stream that. So we'll have the link to that up uh, later uh, this week or next. Uh, but it's Monday night at 630 Mountain Time from Plum Creek Chapel, sponsored by TPUSA, the uh, Castle Rock uh, chapter. And uh, so if you're in the area, in the Denver metro area, come out and see us. If not, you can live stream it or watch the video uh, a little bit later. With that, let me mention a couple of passages of Scripture that uh, I wanted to use kind of as a foundation for our discussion with Randy today. Uh, Proverbs chapter 6 says, My son, keep your father's command and do not forsake the law of your mother. This is verses 20 and 21 of Proverbs chapter 6. And then he goes on to say, Bind them continually upon your heart and tie them around your neck. Now, that's an interesting statement, uh, and if you were able to catch our my message Sunday from Plum Creek Chapel from Deuteronomy uh, chapter 8, we talked about this idea of uh, what the Jewish people call phylacteries, where based on Deuteronomy chapter 6, which is what the writer of Proverbs there, uh, Solomon in this case, was uh, alluding to, uh, God's Word told the Jewish people in Deuteronomy chapter 6, a key foundational principle for uh, Israel. It's called the Shema. He said, these words have I commanded you today, and they shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. In other words, the Word of God should be central in your life. The law, as it was back then, that's all they had was the first five books of the Bible. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. Now, that was essentially a metaphor talking about the central place of the Bible and the law in people's lives and in, in, the, in the lives of God's people. Uh, but the Jewish people, after the uh, Babylonian exile, began to interpret it literally. And so they built these little small black leather cubes, and they would put a piece of parchment in them with a, a verse, particularly Deuteronomy 6, verses 4 through 9, uh, in them. And they would, during their morning prayers, they would, uh, you know, keep them attached to their forehead and also their arm. And they would use that as a reminder of God's faithfulness and of the importance of His Word. Now, of course, we don't necessarily do that today, although I know some Jewish believers who still continue to do that as a custom. But uh, we never want to let the custom overshadow the point or the main principle. And the principle there was God's Word is central. And it just occurred to me that as we think about uh, the importance of of God's word and and uh, and and how we need some type of stability in a rapidly changing world, especially uh, with the subject of AI. You know, when you read the the new book, and you know, I've spent the last year researching that uh, since Spirit of Antichrist Volume Two came out about eleven months ago. I immediately started thinking about uh, Revelation chapter thirteen and the the beast system and the control grid that is going to be rolled out and is already being rolled out. So I had to educate myself a bit on a lot of this technology, and it's been a fascinating journey for the last year. But as I, I think about how rapidly things have changed, and, and Shane and I have talked about this a lot, it's like you blink and there's something new out there. We need, in a time such as this, something stable, something that does not change. We need a foundation, a rock, an anchor, if you will. And that's where God's Word comes in, just as it did for the children of Israel 1,500 years before Christ, when Moses penned those words in Deuteronomy chapter 6. It remains just as steadfast today. And Peter, in his first epistle, reminds us of this. He says, we've been born again. This is 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23. 
We've been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. And then he quotes from Isaiah the prophet in chapter 40, when he says, all flesh is as grass and all the glory of man as the flower of the grass, the grass withers and its flower falls away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And praise God for that. We need a standard that we can count on. God is infallible. He's immutable. He's everlasting. And his word is as well. So we've always got God's word to fall back on. We know the promises of scripture that those who place their faith in Jesus Christ and him alone are given the uh, irrevocable gift of eternal life. If it was, if it could be taken away or lost, it's not eternal. But yet Jesus says, I give you eternal life and you shall never perish, John 10, 28. So we want to thank the Lord for our salvation. And we want to thank you that God's word gives us a resource, uh, gives us everything we need for life and godliness, as Peter says elsewhere. And uh, so as we talk about news events today with Randy and and uh, begin to try to make sense of all that's going on in the world, just remember, stay in the Word. It is our true north, and it will help us uh, as we try to navigate these unsettling times. So, Randy, thanks so much for being with us today. How are things in uh, your world? Well, right here at the house, it's wonderful. I don't really want to step outside because people have lost their minds. <laughs> I, went, I went to the bank yesterday. I'm coming out of the bank. And there's this homeless guy beating on a car with a lady in it demanding a cigarette. She doesn't smoke. He's pounding, putting dents in the car. And I'm thinking, do we just call the police? Do I go just start over there or whatever? And the police showed up. But I'm going, you know, this poor lady walks out of the bank, gets in her car. Somebody's trying to demand a cigarette. She doesn't smoke. I mean, for crying wow. And you, you don't even live in a major metropolitan area. You live up in the mountains pretty much, right? Yeah, with a bunch of old people, a bunch of young people, and a bunch of criminals. And most of them are behind bars. Not all of them, but most of them. So, wow. I mean, you know, the, the world's just bizarre. What can I say? So we're going to start out with the good news and then go immediately to the bad because there's always three hours of that. But for those interested in the red heifers in um Israel at this time, I did a little checking. They're proceeding nicely. They're going to have their final check probably at the end of this month or the first part of next month. And if they're found pure, then they will be available for the, um, um, what do I want to say, the uh, ritual or whatever you want to call it. Uh, now, they probably won't do anything until next spring, they're thinking, because they're purchasing land. And they have to get that ready. They have to get everything set up. And then they will go ahead and have the sacrifice. And um, so there's a little pushback in Israel. So who knows how long it'll be. But for the red heifers to come, for that to come to fruition at this time in history, with everything else going on, you have to wonder if things are not so close, you could almost taste them. Now, I see that Mondo Gonzalez has a new book out on the uh, red heifers, which I haven't read it yet, but that might be very interesting because a lot of people poo-poo this, 
but I think it is probably another sign of just how close to the end we are. Yeah. And, you know, that came up uh, last weekend, not this past weekend, but the weekend before when I was with uh, Tom Hughes and several other guys at the conference there in the Dallas area during a Q&A. And, and, and Andy and I both uh, fielded those uh, questions. And uh, I think it's a very significant sign of the times. And I talked to Mondo uh, yesterday, in fact, and uh, yes, his new book is uh, is a great uh, a primer on the whole issue. For those that are interested, uh, and I'm not sure where you can get the book, or even if it's officially on sale yet, because when I talked to him, he was uh, it was still forthcoming. But it may be out. I, I just I can't remember. But even if it's not, uh, you can if you search through our podcast. I had Mondo on several weeks ago, maybe several months ago now, specifically to talk about the red heifers. So the podcasts. Uh, Wherever you listen to them on Apple or Google or Podbean or Spotify or Pandora, whatever your choice is, if you go to our channel and scroll back, they're always in date order, you'll see it. It's got Red Heifer in the name. And it was a great discussion as he sort of explained for those of us that have not studied that extensively what the significance of that is, the biblical significance. And uh, yeah, it's an exciting time. It's definitely one of those signs of the times. Yeah, I can't wait because. I've been watching this stuff ever since I was in Sunday school many, many decades ago. And to see it all come to fruition, I find so exciting because we're going to be able to see something happen, I do believe. Yeah, now, that was a long time ago for you. I think that was back when Sunday was on Saturday. It was so long ago. A, di- a different millennium, a different <laughs> decade, a different century. And here I am still going. So, you know, <laughs> evidently the Lord's got a use for me or he just has fun himself. I don't know. Amen. Anyway, so since Shane is going to be on, I'm not going to go over some of this stuff, but a couple things I want to want to mention. PETA, the people for the ethical treatment of animals are rewriting the Bible and they uh, have Genesis done and it is now vegan friendly. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about eating meat or anything like that. They're going to change that for us. That and ChatGPT uh, evidently has a nice transgender-affirming article in mm. part of the body or Bible. Mm. And um, so, you know, the Bible, get your copy now. You may not be able to find one here very shortly. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, in the Q&A that I did Monday, someone asked that question, and I talked about how important it is to have a print copy of the Bible. We have a, a chapter in the new book on ChatGPT, where I really kind of break it down exactly in layman's terms, uh, terms that I can understand what it is in terms of a large language model AI, text-based AI. Uh, and there's a couple other uh, interesting parts of the book that that uh, that we made use of a chat GPT or something similar, uh, we used one of the AI Jesus uh, applications. And I have a transcript of a conversation that uh, Shane helped me have with this uh, AI Jesus. And uh, you'll find that very fascinating because this is exactly what the what Jesus warned against and what the book of Revelation portrays, which is a fake Jesus, an imposter the Antichrist, claiming to be Jesus and telling people to come to me and and you can be saved. And that's what this AI Jesus did. So interesting stuff. Well, everybody needs, if nothing else right now, until the printed version of the book is out, everybody needs to look at your introduction, trailer, whatever you want to call it, because it is one of the best introductions to a movie, to a book or anything that I've ever seen. It will hold you spellbound till it's over 
Now, yeah. if the book is that good, you're going to be a famous author. Well, I don't know if it's that good or not, but I tell you what, I, I give a big shout out to Brooke, uh, my daughter who works for the ministry here. She, uh, The way that trailer came about, by the way, is uh, Tom Hughes uh, had me on, as you know, yesterday. And last week when he invited me on, one of his... Uh, producers had asked, uh, you know, hey, do you have a trailer? We like we would like to be able to show a, a little video about the book to introduce it. Well, we didn't. Uh, we have one for Spirit of the Antichrist. It's more of a three-minute sort of gospel presentation centered around those two books, but we have not had not done one for this one yet. But that prompted Brooke to go ahead and create one. I did not know she was going to do it, um, and uh, she sent it to me. And I thought, wow, this thing is amazing. And it's only one minute, but it really whets people's appetites to the, the, the issue at hand and what we talk about in the book. And so I hope people will check it out. If you go to notbyworks.org uh, and just, I think it's in the second position today on our highlight carousel. The first highlight on there on our homepage is the book. And if you scroll to the right, you can see uh, the trailer for the video. It's also on our Rumble channel. But uh, yeah, just pray that the Lord uses it to to generate some interest uh, in in the book. Yes. Now, okay. So the good news is over. Tropical Storm Lee in the Atlantic looks to be a monster as big or bigger than the hurricane last week. Looks like it should hit the coast of Florida or into the Carolinas probably Monday or Tuesday. So if you're traveling, I would watch it closely because this thing looks like it's going to be a monster. For those of you that have drones and ham radios, the FAA and the FCC are cracking down on illegal use and people not having a license. I saw where a couple weeks ago they had a fine for $25,000 and another fine for $14,000. They are, we have a, uh, we have a kind of a sub headquarters here in Colorado, one in Nebraska, they're all over. But if they find you and you are operating illegally, they're going to make it worth your time. So get your license, learn how to use it before everything happens, because it's ready to happen. All right, we're going to get the stuff that I hate the most out of the way first, COVID. I swear, if I never heard that word again, it would be too early. All right, I've done follow-up since last week. The new variant has 30 mutations. For a virus variant to have 30 mutations is unheard of. Now, nobody knows how serious it's going to be, uh, who it's going to affect, but we've talked about targeted viruses before. If this isn't a kill shot for selected groups, I'm going to be totally surprised. Remember, if you have a sore throat, you have fever, cough, a dry cough, shortness of breath and stuff, you probably have COVID. But um, we have ivermectin available. I guess if you want to take that stuff, try it out. Let's get it on board. But if your pulse ox, and that's the oxygen in the bloodstream, goes under 90, or if your fever goes over 102, get to the hospital. This virus is, um, it's unknown what it's going to do right now, but you need to have a little bit more than just the care that you can give yourself. Now, the government, we, we need to thank them every day because they're always looking out for us. <laughs> they do They do have the vaccine aerosolized. All they got to do now is drive around town and spray this crap, just like we used to spray for mosquitoes. So you will have a chance to take the vaccine. They're going to give it to you. So I want you all to enjoy it. Fortunately, um, 
It doesn't forego our salvation if we get it, but I can only imagine what else they've got. Now, we talked about Mr. Biden last week saying that they were going to go ahead and uh, spend, uh, what, five or six billion dollars to get a vaccine for this. Now, what he forgot is that Pfizer had already tested 23 people with that vaccine before he spoke. So the vaccine's here. This 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 six billion. I don't know if this goes to Zelensky or where it's going, but the vaccine is already available. It's being tested, and I'm sure they would just love to give all of us everything they can. Hmm. Um, and so by the way, d- d- sorry, Randy, didn't I hear that Jill Biden got diagnosed with COVID? Either that or hoof and mouth. It was something like that. Um, You know, the thing is, she's got it. She's had it before. She's fully vaccinated, fully boosted. So Joe is supposed to go to the G20. Now, what do you bet Joe comes up with COVID and can't go, right? Mm. Now, the G20, Xi Jinping from China is not going. Putin's not going. And if Biden doesn't go, why even have the meeting? Because those are the top economies. So everybody's wondering what's going on. They're wondering why Biden was going to stop in Alaska for the 9-11 ceremony rather than come back. But if you look at it, if you really want to go conspiracy theory wild here, you can really have some fun. If he doesn't go or if he's in Alaska, Jill was supposed to do, um, I think, something around Washington, D.C. And if she's not there, then if there was an attack, that would leave... Vice President Harris there. Now, something would happen to her, and Mr. Biden would just happen to get a really bad case of the um, COVID and die. Well, we've always wondered, how will they go about replacing these two if they're done with them? That would be the perfect way to do it, because then McCarthy would come in temporarily as president, and we could have... the biggest mess this country's ever exhibited and ever experienced. Mm. So, you know, if you let your mind wander on some of this stuff, sooner or later it turns true or they put you in the nut house. Well, so, you know, some people's mind doesn't have very far to wander when it when it wanders. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is so true. And the gentleman pounding on the car definitely would have been one of them. <laughs> Now, in Maryland and New York, they are starting to require masks. They are mandatory. Rosemary Hills Elementary School in Montgomery County um, is now requiring masks on all the students, all the teachers. Biden wants to start requiring masks for everybody, even though we know they're worthless. They have admitted they're worthless. Fauci admitted they're worthless. But now this gentleman comes back and says, we need to wear a mask. Why is he still around? Weren't they going to prosecute him for something? You know, Mr. Paul needs to get on it and get that warrant issued and get him out of our lives. Never going to happen. Never going to happen. I tell you what, it's all controlled. They will. um, Only time the bad guys get held accountable is when somebody else that's also a bad guy gets mad at them. And so they they kind of punish them internally. But there's no true sense of justice in the American criminal injustice system. Uh, it's been hijacked by Luciferians long ago, and it is rare when justice is served. It, it does happen. Sometimes I paint with too broad of a brush. You, you do have small victories here and there, thankfully. But I tell you what, it, uh, you know, uh, I would never want to be caught up 
in 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 my freedom and my life depending upon the American criminal justice system because it is corrupt. It uh, judges are controlled and paid off. Grand juries are controlled and paid off. So those people out there that are still waiting for the white hats to run, you know, to come riding in on their white horses and uh, haul away, you know, the Bidens and the Obamas and the Clintons and the Fauci's of the world and haul them off to Gitmo, keep dreaming. It ain't ever going to happen. Not until the King of Kings and Lord of Lords comes back and then justice will be served. But, uh, you know, when, when you do see people take a fall. It's usually because they, you know, overstepped their bounds and made somebody mad. So they they kind of send a signal to the other uh, pawns in the game. Hey, you better not move unless we tell you to move that kind of a thing. So uh, it's a it's a sad state of affairs for sure with the American criminal justice system. You know, 100 years ago, the United States used to have those little meetings, as you just called it, they were called lynchings. And, you know, maybe that's something that, you know, we got to think about. I don't know, because this is totally out of hand. Well, Uh, we certainly we certainly wouldn't want lynchings, but we you know, we do recognize that back in the early days of this country, justice was more swift. Um, Unfortunately, it also was, you know, sometimes unjust because you didn't have due process or at least people weren't given due process. Uh, there's no perfect system for sure, um, but uh, you know if if it weren't ha- if it hadn't been hijacked by uh, the Luciferian globalists uh, who are really trying to bring down this country, you know we might we might have a better system. The concept is correct, you know, trial by jury bef- amongst your peers. Uh, you know, you have to make the case, a burden of proof, you're innocent until proven guilty, those types of things. And that's what our Constitution and Bill of Rights uh, guarantee. But unfortunately, that document has completely been ignored. And now people, uh, such as the protesters from, you know, uh, the uh, January uh, 6th thing, um, you know, I saw one guy just, I think it was yesterday, maybe in the news, just the, his sentence was handed down. He got t- more than 10 years, I think it was, for basically kicking over a bike rack or shaking a bike rack or something like that. I mean, it's just unconscionable what they're doing. So the system is as good as you're going to get in a, in a man-made system, our constitutional republic. Unfortunately, the, the, the implementation of it is what has gone awry. Yeah, and the lynching remark is basically tongue-in-cheek, but I always like to get the NSA, CIA, FBI, and the rest of them. I like to get their attention right away so they pay attention and maybe they'll learn something. Anyway, (laughs) moving right along. Kaiser Permanente. Uh, Fox News found this where they have a nice little training film that shows their people promoting the transgender Let's see, what do I want to say? Surgeries and ideas to three and four-year-olds. Now, three and four-year-old cannot make a decision in any manner, shape, or form concerning the rest of their life or what they should be doing. My question is, why would somebody like Kaiser even make a demonstration film like that and be, you know, purporting that? That's just ridiculous. Um, I don't know. The uh, Chinese, we'll get to them for a couple of minutes. They've had 100 intrusions onto sensitive areas areas and U.S. military bases. And uh, basically, some of them were just pretty much benign, no big deal. But a lot of them were into areas where we have missile systems, aircraft, and everything else. And there are just hordes of them. They go in there, and they're messing around with these. And the military has a lot of trouble getting them out of that area. 
And then we need to remember how many operatives we have with Russian and Chinese and with the um, ISIS and everybody else. We don't know where they're at. We don't know what they're doing, but it is a full-blown problem. And it doesn't seem to be something we can stop. Mm. So that is a concern. Mm. Um, over this long weekend, over Labor Day and into this weekend, a lot of the banks are doing regular maintenance and a lot of things. What I would suggest is I went into my banks. I cannot see photos of checks. I cannot see the actual deposits. I can't see withdrawals. All it does is give me a total. So if you've made a deposit or a withdrawal, I would keep that receipt until the banks come back online totally so you can make sure what happened actually happened. Not that anything specific is known to be going on, but anytime you've got a week or 10 days when you don't have access, makes me a little nervous to mm. say, the, say the least. All right. Now, COVID, we disposed of that. One thing I think everybody needs to understand, the avian bird flu, I think, is going to be a problem. Um, the Chinese have had experiences now where these have been transferred to humans. Uh, two got sick, one died, and unfortunately, it's spreading like wildfire. Sooner or later, it's going to be worldwide. Um, there are no vaccinations against the bird flu that work. Uh, antibiotics, et cetera, may or may not. It's hard to say, but I think that is going to be the um, main item that they're going to be looking at here within the next month or two for shutdowns, uh, closing things down, and general panic. Uh, the bird flu, as um, fast as it moves, it's going to make COVID look like a joke. Mm. All right. If you're traveling to Mexico, I would be very careful because the cartels are out of control. The U.S. consulate in Matamoros has been told to shelter in place because of the cartels. Uh, people are being killed left and right, gunfire in the streets. Um, there are six states, <coughs> excuse me, in Mexico that there are travel warnings. So if you're going to make a vacation plan, to Mexico, check it very carefully because it's extremely volatile down there right now. Mm. Yellowstone, Mount St. Helens have had a bunch of quakes. Um, a lot of it's not going reported, and I don't understand why. Mount St. Helens, the lava dome is again increasing as it did when it exploded years ago, and Yellowstone is hyperactive, and they're worried about that causing a real problem here in the next few months to a year. So if you watch earthquakes, volcanoes, and all of that, be very, um, uh, what do I want to say, very cognizant of the fact that while they're small, they can turn large and can endanger you. So always, always know what's going on when you're trapped. And, tra and that's, that's yeah. another, you know, straight out of scripture sign of the times, because we know during the tribulation there will be an increase in earthquakes. Jesus told us that plainly in uh, Matthew 24. So if we're already seeing an upsurge in those you know types of uh, disturbances, uh, earthquakes in particular, that that tells us we're probably getting closer and closer. Now we're not setting dates, but we're saying, yeah, these are the kinds of things that we need to know about. Yes. And the rich people in the world are basically starting to separate themselves from the rest of us. In um, 
California, near Travis Air Force Base, a bunch of billionaires got together and they have purchased 55,000 acres. It's going to be very exclusive. It is going to be very nice, uh, but only certain people are going to be invited to live there. Now, it's kind of a vision and they're starting to get everything in motion, but it's going to um, freeze out the normal people because of the pricing, because of the location. They want to be separate from us. They want to be safe and plan on seeing more of those probably occurring in the United States. The one in Saudi Arabia, which is called, I believe, Neom or something like that, is getting close to being completed. Uh, I forget how many hundred billion, I think 500 billion they've spent to create it. And obviously, the uh, we don't have a cast system, but they're trying to make it look like it. And you can see the rich separating themselves from the rest of us. And that should give you a good idea that something is getting ready to take place. Yeah. And for several years now, going back to the Obama administration, we've seen the global elites uh, uh, leaving major metropolitan areas, buying large swaths of land all around the world, uh, building underground bunkers. Just, uh, you know, I can remember reporting on that, you know, 10, 15 years ago, wondering, hey, what's, you know, what's, what do they know that we don't? You know, what are they uh, they doing? So, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, those old uh, humorous uh, T-shirts that bomb squad technicians have that say, I'm with the bomb squad. If you see me running, follow me. Uh, well, when you see these elites building these bunkers and kind of vacating major metropolitan areas, it, it definitely should get our attention. Definitely. Now, this place is called California Forever. If you want to Google it and look at their plans, um, definitely won't be a place I can retire to. But for those of you with a lot of money on the podcast, hey, go for it. It might be a really great place. I don't know. Um, Saudi Arabia and Russia, they are extending the decrease in output till at least December. Uh, the price of a barrel of oil is now at $90, and they're hoping to get it over 100 by the first of the year. So that means your gasoline that you put in your car is going up probably another buck, and um, that's if they don't have further cuts. Um they're going to put the screws to the United States and Mr. Biden because, frankly, they don't like him. And since the BRICS nations right now control 60 percent of the oil, as of January 1st, when the other six nations come into being with BRICS, that will put a squeeze on 80 percent of the oil produced in the world. And that doesn't include Mexico if they decide they want to join also. So the oil is going to be expensive. Medications are being cut down by China. And I can tell because I have ordered some lately and they're coming from India, not China. So that means China's evidently starting their ratcheting down of providing stuff to us. As of August 1st, some of the rare earths were shut off that are used in computers and radar, etc. And so the United States now is going all over the world trying to find supplies. Um, the food supplies, China is buying every bit of food that they can because their economy is going down. Um, no exports, no imports. Uh, the Chinese yuan, we thought it was so um, strong, so wonderful. Turns out it really wasn't. Hmm. And they did dump, I believe, $174 billion in U.S. treasuries, and that leaves them about 700 billion to dump till they get rid of everything that they have as far as investments 
in the United States. I would imagine if they are having this much financial trouble, they will get rid of those by the end of the year. Now, Lynette Zhang, Gerald Salente, and some of the members that we have in church that are financial planners, I've talked to them. They agree things are going down. Things are going to be really bad. Before the end of the year, they're looking for probably a major crash sometime in November. So you know it's coming. Everybody's starting to say it's coming. So take your precautions now. Get your yeah. bills paid up. Get your cash. Do whatever you need to do. Gerald Salente, uh, I've followed him for years. I actually quote him in this new book. Uh, the statement that you've heard me make many times, if you can't touch it, you don't own it. That that I got from him years ago. Uh, and, um, you know, he's not necessarily a Christian. His worldview is somewhat new agey. But he is a financial analyst, and he's an expert, and he has predicted in the past, not like in a you know you know psychic type of way, but just from analyzing the data, uh, some of the major uh, downfalls that we've had. So uh, he's he's a wise person, and you know you can learn a lot from people who may not be Christians, but they have expertise in a certain area. And uh, so you know I get emails from time to time from people that's because I quote somebody and they say, well, you know, that person's not a Christian. Well, I, I get that. But, you know, if, if I need a brain surgery because I brain cancer, I want the best brain surgeon I can find. I'm not necessarily going to limit that to Christian brain surgeons. Or if my house is on fire, I'm not going to call only the Christian fire department. I'm going to call the best fire department I can get who can get here the quickest and put my house fire out. So, you know, there's a, an issue, there's a principle in scripture of learning wisdom from you know, people in the world uh, that, you know, you can learn things about technical things. And uh, Gerald Salente uh, is a likable guy, and he's an expert. I wish he would come to know the Lord if he doesn't already. It doesn't appear that he does, but we don't know his heart. Uh, but anyway, he's a, definitely a, a guy that I have followed for a long time. Yeah, he's 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 very up on things. He's very blunt. When you leave the conversation, you're going to understand what he thinks. Mm. It's just not one of those that's veiled in uh, nuance and secrecy. And he lets you know where he's thinking. Kind of like someone else I know. Yeah. You know, yeah, probably. (laughs) His name is Randy, by the way. (laughs) Well, you know, the thing is when you're blunt and to the point, people don't have to guess what you think. Right. And I hate to have doubts in people's mind where I where I'm at, because it's 66 years old. What are they going to do? Put me in jail? Wow. 66. Man, that's pretty old, Randy. I mean, that's pretty. That's ancient. uh, Yes. You didn't look. I don't you don't. To me, you don't look a day over 65. That's just me personally. (laughs) You know, that's why I consider you such a great friend. Yes. You know, (laughs) folks, I'm going to get it the next time we go to lunch. He's going to definitely give me the elbow. Uh, it'll it'll be ugly when he's arrested for something, but you know that's the way it goes. So, all right, moving along to our friends, the Russians. Things are getting out of control in the Ukraine. The Ukraine troops think that they're really doing something by punching a small hole in the lines of the Russian defenses. Um, if you listen, Scott Ritter and a bunch of the people in the know, all that is is a planned capture of the troops at which time they will surrender or they will be annihilated. So that's coming very quickly. Um, The attacks into Russia keep happening daily. 
into Moscow, onto the nuclear bomber, bomber bases everywhere. Putin will very soon get sick of it, but he's very patient. And I want you to understand where he's coming from. He wants the ports in the southern part of Ukraine. He doesn't want all of Ukraine. He doesn't want to have to worry about that, but he will move there if he has to. But go to the east part of Russia, go down towards Iran. Look at Georgia, Armenia, and Azerbaijan. He is moving troops and equipment in there very quickly. It's obvious his move is going to be to the south and the east to hook up with Iran, and that's coming quickly. I mean, we notice the war. We hear about the war on the Western Front. That is not his objective. He has the ports that he needs. He can now get his fleet out of the Black Sea into the Mediterranean, He's going around on the other side. He's going to blast through Armenia, Azerbaijan, Georgia. And when he does that, he is 65 miles from Tehran. And it doesn't take a long drive to get to Tehran. Now, Tehran is basically providing all of the, uh, or a bunch of the drones for Russia right now. They are um, building manufacturing plants in Russia to build them some more. Russia being the kind, gentle nation they are, is providing nuclear technology and aircraft to Iran. They are becoming simpatico. They are becoming partners that are, are leading to the end. If you know the Gog Magog we went over, watch it all happen. Yeah, I, I I talked about that last week in Dallas. I showed a picture of Putin. I think it's an older picture, and it's a Putin. It's a picture of Putin and Ahmadinejad at some meeting, kind of getting chummy. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a concern. Um, and you know, the whole Russia thing is so confusing for people because you got people out there saying Putin is our friend, or or that Putin is kind of opposing uh, the 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 new world order. Uh, I to me. None of that matters. The fact is, whether it's for a different agenda or different reason or not, he wants to see America out of the way. And and the best explanation I've heard comes from Joel Skousen and also Leo Homan, uh, that essentially China's just sitting back watching as America and Russia go at it and hoping that we engage in a in a war that ultimately brings us both down and then they'll kind of swoop in and, and be kind of the single superpower. So, yeah, I wouldn't doubt that. I mean, if you look at Putin over the last couple of years, he's becoming much more blunt, much more bellicose. Um, usually he lets his henchmen kind of give everybody an idea where he wants to go. But now he's actually making some of the remarks himself. He said that there, a war with the West is inevitable. He has moved mobile mobile nuclear weapons to Belarus. They weren't there before, but they are there now. Uh, he's increased, increased the troop strength. Um, I think a war with Russia, especially for NATO and Europe, is a definite. Mm. As far as the United States goes, it kind of depends which way we go down. I don't know, but he's definitely not afraid of us. Now, Erdogan in beautiful Turkey. We saw him cozy up to the Russians. We've seen him cozy up to NATO. Now he's back in the Russian fold. He's having secret meetings with Putin this week, I believe. And basically they want to discuss energy. They want to discuss a bunch of things. 
like we said, they are part of the Gog Magog group. And I think they will be getting back in there with Russia very quickly because Russia has what Turkey needs. Yeah. Turkey doesn't like being in NATO, and I think they want to leave. No, I agree. And what's interesting, uh, and I'm not trying, I, I know I keep bringing up the book. I'm not trying to uh, to hawk the book here. I just, it's fresh in my mind because we just finished the research and the writing on it. But I in chapter eight on about CBDCs and uh, the digital currency and all that, I actually found a quote by Erdogan that I give in the uh, in the book back when he was the mayor of Istanbul before he became president of Turkey. And it's a famous quote. Maybe you, you've heard different commentators uh, mention it. But he said, quote, democracy is like a tram. You ride it until you arrive at your destination, and then you get off. In other words, democracy for him is just a means to an end. He is no friend of democracy. Uh, he's you know, a pawn in the game, hoping to usher in, at the very least, a regional uh, type of government. But I believe he's a pawn in the ultimate Luciferian globalist game. Yeah. I mean... He, he blows with the wind, and I think that's because, you know, financially, economically, Turkey is not doing well. The Russian ruble is down. The Chinese are having trouble. Japanese are having trouble. Turkey's having trouble. We're having trouble. It all boils down to how do you solve major economic troubles? War. War has been the answer so many times that I'm now to the point where I think it's not if, it's a matter of when. And I'm afraid that it's going to be a lot sooner than most of us are thinking mm. the way it's looking right now. So something to look forward to. Um, I want everybody, if you get a chance, I want you to look up Operation Northwoods. Mm -hmm. This was a CIA planned operation where basically they were going to falsify um, staging of terrorists and all, all kinds of things uh, for a false flag. And I want you to look it up and just read briefly about it, because I think a lot of that is going on right now. I mean, we look at our country still being the red, white and blue. We want to be patriots. But there's some things that are really starting to bother. One yeah. of those. Yeah. Let me, let me mention Northwoods in a little more detail, if I may. I talk about this in volume one of Spirit of the Antichrist, which came out over a year ago now. But Spirit of the Antichrist, Volume 1, in the uh, chapter where I'm talking about false flags and manufactured wars, I talk about uh, Operation Northwoods. In 1962, the American Joint Chiefs of Staff signed off on a plan to blow up American commercial airplanes and commit other terrorist acts on American soil and blame it on Castro in order to get uh, public support for an invasion of uh, Cuba. Uh, but uh, this has been widely known that the documents are declassified. You can see the report uh, that was presented to Kennedy. Fortunately, President Kennedy refused to sign off on the false flag uh, operation. But, you know, if people think that the, you know, rogue elements of our government in order to advance their agenda and achieve their ends would not kill 3,000 people, for example, or any other number, they're just naive. It's happened many, many, many times. I and mean, we lost 58,000 soldiers in the Vietnam War based on a lie, uh, the Gulf of Tonkin lie. So, uh, But that's a hard evidence of the types of things that our government proposes. In that case, the plan didn't come uh, to fruition. But uh, yeah, Northwoods is a is a pretty uh, smoking gun evidence of the types of things our government does. 
Yeah, well, when we look at the weather, we look at the hurricanes, we look at earthquakes, we look at tornadoes. The weather patterns this year are askew. They are messed up. We see these huge hurricanes. Now, we've always had hurricanes, but you can tell that we're having some influence and some meddling by mankind in the actual storms themselves. Uh, they're not behaving like they normally do. They are getting to be much more severe. Uh, you look at the flooding in China. In Beijing, they had to divert the water and basically drown out many, many towns around there with the peasants, as they call them, to save Beijing. They never have floods in Beijing like that. You look at the floods in the United States. You look at all the storms. People are messing with it. And unfortunately, I don't think they know what they're doing. And we're going to have some catastrophes that you cannot imagine. Now, the insurance industry continues to take a beating. In talking to the financial people, the way they're going to probably take over ownership of your houses, cars, and everything else, the insurance costs will be prohibitive. The taxes will continue to go up. The interest rates are going up on homes. Um, I think it's like 7% now. If it goes to 8%, people are not going to be able to afford this. Companies like BlackRock will gladly stop everything they're doing, step in, buy it from you, and rent it back to you. Now, if you've ever done any research on Black BlackRock, uh, and there's several others that go into the mix, you will find out these are not uh, the organizations you want to play with. Now, the last thing I want to bring up for today, and I was going to wait a week or two, but is Lahaina, Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Now, I've been putting a lot of time in this, and I have had a lot of people send me stuff from there. And there are a lot of things that are basically from a normal fire. People keep sending me automobiles where the wheels have melted. All right. In a car, glass will melt at 900 degrees plus and basically depends what else it has enmeshed in it. Your aluminum rims at 1220 and a little bit higher, depending on the alloy in the rims, will melt. Uh, steel, and you'll notice that no steel melted. There's a lot of it burnt and it's charred, but that melts at 2,500 degrees. Now, a grass fire can get really hot and cause a lot of these problems. But the first time we talked about this, the day after it happened, we talked about the power lines that were down and they were sparking and arcing and starting the fires. Um, there was video the morning after that I watched before the podcast showing that. Now, the utilities in beautiful Lahaina say, oh, no, 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 no. The power tripped. There was no juice to those lines. Now, I sat there and I watched these things jumping all over the road, all over the fields. I could see sparks coming from it. So, you know, they're trying to cover their butts, too. All right. This fire was it, it's arson of some type or another. You know, they haven't found anybody that lit a match or anything. But I still want to go back to some of the things we talked about before. I think much like Canada, this was an experiment. I don't know if it's a directed energy weapon. I don't know if it's a laser. You know, they're all kind of uh, in the same group. But I will tell you this, the way that fire moved with no warning, no water, no 911 services, 
the police directing traffic into the fire instead of away from the fire, uh, the actions of the police chief and the mayor afterwards, not letting any news media in, uh, not letting people back into their homes. Something is weird. Yeah. And I mean, I will tell you, there's some involvement there that they're not saying anything about. Yeah. I mean, to flip a, a phrase on its head, n- never pass off for incompetence what can easily be explained by a conspiracy. And because, I mean, there's certainly enough incompetence going on there, but this was a conspiracy, no question about it. We may never know all the details, but, you know, the evidence uh, of the obvious is sufficient. Well, you know, they're listing officially the death toll at 115, although there are hundreds missing. But I keep getting these um, videos. I keep getting Facebooks and just emails saying, what about the 2,000 children? Now, nowhere does law enforcement or the military make any comment about that whatsoever. All right. So if there are 2,000 children gone, there are three things that could have happened. First, they were incinerated by the fire. Secondly, they could have been washed out to sea. And third, they were gone before the fire. So stop and think about that. What actually went on that you would have 2,000 children missing at this time? And we can't discount misinformation as well, because one of their uh, yes. key things that they try to do is they did this with 9-11. They've done it with a lot of other uh, you know, false flags is they put out this misinformation to try to discredit and uh, the truth movement and also to cloud the issue and obscure the issue. And people are hearing so many different things. They don't know what's true and what's not. So uh, that's what I mean. There's there's definitely some misinformation out there. Uh, I don't know if that's what's going on with the missing children. I'm just throwing this out there. But uh, there's also enough hard evidence and eyewitness videos and things like that to know that this was a conspiracy of some kind. Yeah. I mean, when you look at the value of the land, you look at the developers and the owners of the land fighting for years over this. You look at the fires in Canada where they have never figured out what caused those And then last night, I got a very disturbing video. Uh, The first 15, 20 seconds, it shows a fighter aircraft going over Lahaina with something shooting at it. Now, when you look at it, it's hard to tell to replay it and slow it down. But it looks like a laser or plasma weapon. And you can see this fighter aircraft going as fast as it can. And it just about got hit three times. You can see the explosions behind the aircraft. Uh, they're bright lights, and there is a noise with them. So I don't know what kind of testing goes on there. I don't know what was happening at the time of the fire. But if some type of weapon system, which Hawaii has a lot of them under test, if that malfunctioned, that could have caused the fire. Um, at, we don't know right now. And I wasn't going to say much until I saw that video. And I'm going, people need to understand That kind of stuff can happen anywhere. So we don't know what the government's doing. We don't know, you know, aerosolizing the COVID vaccine for us. Um, I tell you what, there are things going on right now that worry me a lot. And hopefully we'll know more in the coming weeks. But for right now, trust no one. Don't believe anything you hear and prepare yourself.
Well, that is that's a that's a good word. And as always, if there is any major development, um, we would we will reach out to you, Randy, and we can always do a special episode. And not that we are the ultimate arbiters of commentary on world events. I mean, there's people out there a lot more knowledgeable than than you or I. But you know, we we have a biblical worldview, a, a framework that understands Bible prophecy, and we want to at least give you our two cents worth if something major happens. So we've done that before. We've had occasions where there have been major developments and we kind of fire up the computers and and, and record a, a quick uh, session. But uh, I want to leave folks with some uh, some good news here, and, and that is reminding you of what we talked about at the beginning, that the grass withers, the flower falls, but the word of the Lord stands forever. So uh, in this unchanging world, most of which we can't even figure out what's going on, uh, we know that God has given us in his word clear instruction, clear promises of his faithfulness and his goodness, uh, clear reminders of of how to be saved. You know, we know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, and that you have to believe to be saved. Very, Verily, verily, I say unto you, whoever believes in me has everlasting life, Jesus said. So if you're listening to this today, don't despair. Uh, don't be scared, but be prepared. Chapter 9 in the new book is all about uh, how to uh, escape the prison planet and be prepared. Um, and uh, if you're listening to this today and you don't know the Lord, or you're not certain whether you'll spend eternity in heaven, then it's today's the day of salvation. It's a simple matter of faith, not something you have to do over and over again. It's just a one-time moment in time where you make the free choice to say, I'm trusting in Jesus Christ, God's Son, as the one who took my place on the cross, died for my sins, and rose again, and therefore he's the only one with the power and the authority to give me the gift of eternal life. So I hope you'll trust in him today. Randy, any closing closing thoughts? The only thing I would say is put it all together. We have the red heifer. We have everything that's going on. Now is the time, or very shortly, and I'm I'm ready to go up anytime. Amen. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Well, thanks, everybody. Uh, don't forget, check out spiritofthefalseprophet.org. Spread the word. Uh, and uh, don't forget, later this week, we'll have uh, Shane on on Friday. That's what's scheduled anyway. The ethical and moral dark ages are upon us as we talk about technology. So God bless everyone. Have a great rest of the week.